The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here immediately and take your place at the table. Would he not rather say to him, Prepare something for me to eat. Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Ask the Lord a simple question and what do you get? <laughs> Be careful what you ask Jesus. He's many things, he's seldom polite, and he is always challenging in some way. And we see in our gospel reading today a request that we're taught to come toward heaven seeking from our childhood. Lord, increase our faith. What could be a better thing to say than that? Lord, increase our faith. What an answer that Jesus gives, this challenging statement. Well, not for nothing, but if you actually had a little bit of faith, you'd be able to do something. And we wonder what is going on with that challenging, very direct response. And it relates to what we heard and how we prayed at the very beginning of Mass today. And you all said amen. I was listening and I was watching, so you agreed to this. Which is why it is always a healthy spiritual Catholic survival skill to pay attention to the words of the opening prayer for Mass, the collect. Because while Father says the words... The amen comes from you guys. And by adding the amen, you make those words your own. And isn't it interesting how easy it is for us to make words that are our own that we perhaps missed while they were being said? The colic for today's Mass calls out to the Lord in his mercy, and the Lord is named in a very curious way. He's that one who, who in his mercy will surpass the merits and the desires of those who call upon him. In other words, he is that one who gives more than is deserved and who has a fulfillment that extends beyond our ability 
to desire. What a remarkable way of describing God. That this is the one to whom we are speaking. That one who extends and gives beyond what we deserve. That one whose goodness and ability to fulfill goes beyond what we naturally desire. And naming him in this mysteriously beautiful way, the church continues. So then, in your mercy, pour it out upon us so that you pardon what conscience dreads. Think about your own deep, dark secrets there for a minute. It's not confession, so don't call them out. But what a remarkable statement to pardon what unsettles conscience, to pardon that lingering and long-standing guilt that can live within us, to pardon those things we sometimes wonder if they could ever be forgiven, and to grant what prayer does not dare to ask. Interesting statement that is. Notice that we have two statements of fear. One is that negative statement of fear, because I am weighed down by a wrong or a guilt, and I wonder, can it even be forgiven? And yet then there's another fear because I'm timid in my asking. I'm timid in my seeking. And this is one of the odd characteristics of the human heart. As much as the human heart likes to shout that it wants the best, as much as the human heart likes to thump its chest and proclaim how much it desires. When we're asked to name our real desires, it's amazing how small they are. And so note that statement, to grant what prayer is afraid to ask for. And now we come to the statement of Jesus. Lord, increase our faith. On the one hand, they dare to ask something. And yet the Lord's response in the way he challenges them indicates that they've been missing something. If you only had faith the size of a mustard seed, that's pretty tiny. Note what Jesus is saying. If you had even a trivial amount of faith, if you had in your possession even the tiniest bit of faith, you'd be able to do something. And note that the Lord isn't saying to them that you don't have it. He's simply saying a little bit of faith, which is what you're saying you have. Increase my faith means I have some to begin with, however small. Because if I don't have it, it can't be increased. So no, the Lord is saying, you're telling me you have a small amount of faith. 
why haven't you been using it? What an interesting statement that is. Because sometimes the prayers we make come from the wrong focal point. Because I'm waiting until I have deep and rich and abundant faith. And then I'll serve. And then I'll risk. And the Lord is saying, why aren't you using the little bit you have? Because even with the little you have, there are wonderful things that can happen in your life. And what a remarkable statement that is when we catch it. And the Lord follows that up with then the parable about the servants. But if you only had a little faith and you used it, if you only have a little faith and you exercise it, things will begin to happen. And he gives that remarkable image of it doesn't take a lot of faith to order this bush to uproot itself and go plant itself in the ocean. A remarkably ridiculous and foolish thing to order a plant to do. And yet the Lord is effectively saying, a little bit of faith can begin to uproot those things in you that need to leave your heart. A little bit of faith can begin to uproot those things in your life which pull you off course and hold you down. A little bit of faith which doesn't preoccupy itself with how small it is can do great things. But a little bit of faith which preoccupies itself in its insecurity won't do a thing. Note how St. Paul in our second reading echoes this same idea that we have been given not a spirit of cowardice, but another kind of spirit. A spirit of perseverance, a spirit of love, a spirit of power. Not a spirit of timidity, not a spirit of cowardice. Note the boldness that we see in our readings today. And so then, in speaking to his disciples, Jesus goes one step further. And it seems like he's changing the subject by using this example of servants. But he's staying right on the same track. Begin using your faith, because if you want your faith to grow, the way faith increases is through using it. The Lord is more pleased to grant us an increase of faith when we begin stepping out and using it than he is when we sit and ask, saying, when my tank is full, when I feel ready, then I'll go. And now he goes beyond that. And he says, you have to understand what this faithless form of living reduces you to. Think about the last time you made the choice to be patient with somebody who annoys you, and you actually were patient. Think about the last time you said you would take some extra time aside for prayer, 
and you actually took that extra time for prayer. Think about the last time you said you'd take a step in faith and in trust, and you actually did it. Okay, think about that experience for a moment. Not the failure, but the success. Isn't it amazing how we manage to be patient once, and we consider ourselves the champions of the spiritual life? We take a little bit of extra time for prayer once, and we consider ourselves as having done something wonderful. And now note, note what the Lord says. But in your household, if your servant does his job, do you throw him a party? In your household, if the servant that you have hired does what you ask him to do. Are you grateful because that is an amazing reality? In your household, your servant who works for you, do you celebrate your servant doing the ordinary things he's supposed to do? We don't, do we? We expect that a good servant would do those things and more. And so now the Lord is saying this minimalism that you have in your heads around faith is what puts you into this cycle of saying, I've actually done the will of God today once. Man, I'm doing really good. I've actually been patient today, and it's almost as if we turn our eyes to heaven to get our gold star and our credit. And the Lord says, wait a second. Let's back up on that. That's not bad. That's not nothing. But I don't clap my hands for it. And I don't celebrate it. Because that's the minimum. That's the basic. That's what you're supposed to do. And I didn't spill my blood on the cross for you to do the minimum. I didn't pour out my spirit in such great abundance on the church that my people would be content with the minimum and then fool themselves into thinking that somehow it's been heroic, that somehow it's been wonderful. And when the Lord is speaking this way to his disciples and through them to us, he does so not to be merely critical. He does so not so that we feel miserable about ourselves, that we look in the mirror and we hate ourselves because we just aren't good enough. Rather, what he's saying is, there's more to you than you think. There's more to your heart than you think. There is more to your life than you think. There is a greater capacity for good in you than you recognize. And I long for you to see it. I long for you to know it. I long for you to step out and embrace it. I long for you to truly desire great things from me.
with a great desire that then I can surpass. I long for you to have a deep trust in me so that in that trust I can go beyond even what that trust reaches for. And so notice this stern and strong statement of Jesus is at the service of opening our hearts, opening our minds, opening our spirits to the more that he has for us. That we be servants who are those who go beyond the minimum, beyond the basic. The minimum and the basic are requirements and we are accountable for those. But the good servant, the worthwhile servant, the valuable servant is the one who does a little more, who doesn't just do the minimum but does it with a certain quality, who doesn't simply sit and wait to be told what to do but who can recognize what needs doing and moves to take care of it. Note that generosity of spirit and note the energy of life that is involved with that. If you had faith the size of a mustard seed and you began losing it, using it, you'd be more than a servant who just does the minimum. You would be more than one whose life is timidly mediocre. You would be one however humble your circumstances, marked by a certain greatness of character and expansiveness of heart. And isn't that what we really desire? Note how beautiful that is. And so the Lord, speaking to his disciples, says, you want me to increase your faith, and I want you just to start using the faith you already have. And if you do that, oh, the increase will come. Faster than you're ready for, maybe. But it will come. It will come, but faith is to be used. Not to be locked away, not to be tucked away and closely guarded. It's to be used because it is a fountain of activity, a fountain of life, a fountain of confidence. And consider how remarkable that really is, because the simple fact of the matter is Without at least a little bit of faith, nothing we do here today makes any sense. We've all come out in a day that's not pleasant outside. The winds are high. We've found ourselves here all together because by faith, we know that somebody else is here too. That same Jesus who gives this challenging teaching to his disciples, speaks to us here in this place and in just a few minutes, where worldly eyes are only going to see the silliness of a little round disk of bread. The eye of faith sees him. If you have just a little bit of faith, and look what a little bit of faith opens us out to. Without faith, this makes no sense. Without faith, we can't appreciate. And even if we come forward and stretch out our hands, what happens? Because we're numb to the one who is here. 
but with faith. Even though the eye doesn't see his glory, with faith we know he's here. And note that it's faith that makes us stand up. It's faith that makes us walk forward. It is faith that has us stretch out our hands, and it is faith that puts that amen on our lips when we answer those words, the body of Christ. And in that faith, look what we receive. The Lord, who spilled every drop of his blood on the cross to pardon those things that conscience dreads, gives himself to you. And the Lord whose giving goes beyond our ability to desire gives us more than a blessing, gives us more than a healing, gives us more than some shallow, small bit of goodness. He gives us himself. And in doing that, he gives us everything, far beyond what we can imagine, far beyond what we can desire. If only you had a little bit of faith, he says. And he's serious, because look at what a little bit of faith opens our lives to. And if a little bit of faith puts us into contact with such greatness here, imagine the power of a believing community with just a little bit of faith when it leaves this place and it bears the richness that it received here in that small faith out into the world. And honestly, if across this island in our Catholic churches, if we clergy and we faithful stirred up that little bit of faith that we've been given, imagine how different our diocese could be. Imagine how different this island could be. That's why the Lord is so strong in his words. Because there's more here than we realize. And he longs for us to step into that more. Because he will give us more than we can desire. And he will pardon all of those things that we dread. How absolutely remarkable that is. And so let us feast today on the banquet of faith. Let us feast today on the fruits of faith. Let us feast today on the presence of him who can do all things, even in our lives. Amen.